Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I am fired up, and the reason I'm so fired up is because I had an epiphany. Today, I'm going to show you how I figured out today, just this morning, how I tie two or three of my strong belief systems together about people and why they do what they do and why they're successful or not successful. And so I start the story with a guy sending me an article. And the article says, you need to fail more. It's by Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, the basketball player. And what the article's trying to say is Michael Jordan lost a lot of games and missed a lot of shots. And that's why he's successful. No, Michael Jordan practiced 10 hours a day for 10 years straight. That's why he's successful. Not because he failed at a few shots. So this guy's whole thing is, what you want to do if you want to look at life as if failing, and he looked up the word failing and said, failing is falling short of your goal. He said, when you think about it that way, it doesn't hurt so bad. It doesn't mean you're a bad person, you're a loser. It just means you didn't quite get there. All right. That's a really nice way to um, soften the blow. And I find that there's a lot of people that are touchy-feely people that need to be motivated in a touchy-feely kind of way. And then there's other people that are realists like I am just say, come on, man, don't give me all that stuff. Let's talk about the reality. Winners win because they know how to win. They practice till they win and they don't fail till they win. If you fail, you will be off the team. If you fail, he failed to make the varsity when he was a freshman. That's not failure. That's playing what every other kid does, which is JV, when you're a freshman. He played basketball since he's a kid. He practiced every day. That was his trade. He learned to do it better than anybody else. Not failed his way to success, but willed his way to success. This guy goes on and says, you need to feel your failure. Embrace it. Feel the awfulness of failure. I know it sucks, but failure and the heartache of it is so important that you really need to feel and embrace the awfulness that will propel you later in life. Oh, oh, I feel it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What you need to do if you fail is get up and do it again. Don't worry about the failure because nothing is truly failure until you give up. The day you give up, you fail. But if you miss the target by a little bit, that's a whole different thing. Why start with a failure in the first place? It just doesn't make any sense to me. He goes on and says, and the next thing, analyze what went wrong. So you failed. Don't get stuck in grief. Move on. Now understand why you failed and what you didn't do. What did you do? What should you have done? That's not bad advice. But I only want to bring up the point, why didn't you figure that out in the beginning? Why didn't you go find somebody who was already successful at what they're doing and copy everything they did? Get the education, the information, the mentoring necessary. Why do you just go out there and try it? If you throw enough mud on the wall, something will stick. 
Robert Kiyosaki, I've lost everybody who's ever invested with me their money, but they've never been mad at me because I always let them into my next deal. These are stupid self-help concepts. Here's the next one. But what if I didn't learn anything? And then he says, well, then you're stupid. You didn't learn anything. Or you didn't pay attention. No, my friend. The reason people fail is because they don't even know what they don't know. That's why they fail. It's a ridiculous concept. It takes me two full days to explain how to go out and buy your first real estate deal. That's not something you could just go try. Think about it. There are 25 chapters to the training manual. That's 25 major ways you could fail. You're just going to go and try all 25? Just going to keep failing and failing and failing. That's what they're telling you to do. And I come to a couple websites, and here's one. Three ways to fail your way to success. Get this. I want you to hear this. Fail fast. There are many approaches you can take when trying to succeed. One is take a lot of time to analyze and prepare for something. Another is just go do it. There comes a point you need to stop analyzing, just do it. And you're going to just do it. Why not do it fast? Wow. Do you understand what that's saying? Now that I'm starting reading this stupid stuff, I'm starting to figure it out. There are really two different types of people, and I've been saying this for 27 years. There's type A personalities and type B personalities. A type A personality is instantaneously, gratificationally diseased mind. They want it now. Type B people have analysis paralysis. We want to analyze something to death. What this guy is doing, he's saying, look, I am a type A, and you be, you are stupid if you don't just try something as quick as you possibly can. That's as dumb as a rock. When proper preparation meets opportunity, boom, you get rich. But not by stupid, fail as quick as you can. Here's rule number two for them. Fail hard. Something I see many people do and have done myself is remain in their comfort zone. Why? Because it's comfortable, of course. Learn to take risks that will put you out of your comfort zone. I'm not talking about jumping off a cliff or anything. Uh, But life danger, I'm talking about things like getting the first book published, exposing yourself to public ridicule, putting yourself out there more in the comfort zone than you are, larger potential for success. Hey, guys, look, do you want to fail hard? Let's not lose. You know, let's not go out and try something that we don't know very well and take the easiest approach and have the greatest percentage of success. First house I ever bought was a turnkey house. I bought it, got it rented, never did anything to it. Just collected money. Easy peasy. Right. What these guys are saying, your first house, let's go buy a torn up piece of garbage. Let's spend a lot of money and try to rehab and do something we've never done before. That doesn't make any sense at all. No, my friends, what you should do is find somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. Copy everything they do and succeed on your first deal. Small, medium sized second deal, large deal, third deal. And then from there, you can learn creativity. There's no need for creativity on your first deal. I'm going to tell you stories today that are going to blow your mind. I lost almost all of what I had in the stock market. And I figured out very quickly. And that's what that guy said in the last part. You better figure out what you did wrong. Here's what I did wrong. I let other people put my money. I put my money into somebody else's game where they had control and they had the odds against me. And so I never would do that again. But I wouldn't try to fail even larger. I went back to drawing board, bought one rent house, then three more, then 10 more, then 20 more, then 30 more, then 45 more. I worked my way up. That's what I did. And that is a type B's way to become successful, is to never fail. Rule number one of my book, never fail. Now, here's the secondary part about it. 
you know, this, this article here had three ways to fail. One was fail fast, one was fail hard, and one was fail often. Let's read this often one. Create the habit of swinging for the fence as often as you can. Several things will happen when you engage in activities that are beyond your reach. The first thing you will get into a routine and create a habit of taking risks. The more often you take risks, you will get used to this mentally and just go for it. And your first reaction will be to take action versus staying back and waiting. The more you do this, you'll create momentum in your life. We have momentum effects of action will create compounded. Here's the reality, guys. You can strike out if you keep swinging. Strike one, you lost 50,000. Strike two, fail bigger, lost 100,000. Remember, fail hard, fail big. Fail faster, fail more often. Strike three, you're broke. Your wife leaves you. Your credit is destroyed. Your life sucks. Because you did the stupidest thing in the world. You followed these idiots' ideas to strike one, strike two, strike three, because three strikes and you're success. No, my friends, three strikes and you're out of the game. I get emails every day from people going, man, if I would have met you 10 years ago after I did this, 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 and this. Why did you do this, 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 and this? Right? And now they're here at a place where we can absolutely help them where stuff really, truly works in his honest presentation of reality, and they can't do anything. They can't do anything because they're broke, they struck out, or they can't do anything because their spouse knows they're a complete lunatic by this point. The spouse is fighting them because the spouse knows that everything they have touched, their entire marriage has been destroyed, and that they just keep coming up with new gimmicks, new schemes, new ideas constantly. If I were a spouse to somebody like that, I would divorce them. And by the way, I did. Because you just can't live with a lunatic like that that's willing to lose money, to waste money, to try stuff they can't do. And never finish anything they start. Which is simply unacceptable. So let's go on to the next one here. It says eight ways to fail. I like this. Eight ways. Three wasn't enough. Let's go to eight. Idea one, keep it basic. Don't start by trying to fully develop solution to the problem. Keep fidelity low and first allow others to see the possibilities in the idea and not the flaws. The higher the polish, the more likely you'll get wrong kind of feedback. That makes absolutely no sense at all other than, hey, don't tell everybody what you're going to do because they're going to tell you you're stupid. Number two, design impossible tasks. Get a design impossible tasks. Such as, how might we create a new color? How might we live forever? How might we moonshoot? Goes on and on with this student. None of them will be right, but you'll revel in the engineering of your imagination. Now we're living in the imagination. There we go. Type A people have seem to have some creativity to them also. They like to do things and create things. I have many members that do this. They just I sit back and laugh and shake my head. They go, oh, man. And they remodel everything just incredibly well. They're just, they're not even doing it for the money. They're doing it for the ability to get in there and build something, make something, design something. That's fine. But a lot of people in their build for build, over design, and under deliver as far as finances go. Uh, let's not make it an impossible task. If I'm going to renovate an apartment complex, let's make sure that it actually can be done for the money that we say we're going to spend to do it. Uh, don't assume your final format. What are you making? Will you have hand sketching, wire framing, sculpture, what? Even if you're in end goal to the end up screen, it's often helpful to start with different medium. 
set a goal for failure. Oh, my God. Do you see the verbiage here? Is there anybody? Call me anybody. If any of you out there feel my pain on how stupid this motivational approach is to life, call me. I know there's got to be another normal person out there. Not everybody out there is a lunatic. Number four, set a goal for failure. Follow this advice from 100 Days of Rejection by Jean Jane. We will fail at least 30 times before we figure out the right solution. Lowering the task and making a solution less precise makes it easier to generate a bounty of ideas to build from. Are you out of your mind? I didn't fail at the first 30 houses I bought. I made a million dollars off the first 30 houses I bought. Where do these people get these ideas? By the time this guy's failed 30 times, I've already made millions. Unbelievable. Number five, is this a bad idea? This is a bad idea, but they want you to come out and say, I realize that what I'm saying is stupid, but what can I learn from it? What can I learn from this bad idea? Oh, here's the top. The shame gong. They want you to get up every time somebody gives an idea and hit the gong and say, no, that's a dumb one. And if you hear the gong enough times with your friends and your employees that work with you, pretty soon no one will be afraid to fail because they're used to the gong. Who writes this? Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months. The hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make, and then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're gonna do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two, and we're like, okay, we gotta kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to purchase four different properties and um, replace in 10 months, replace my income in 10 months so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work. I think a, I think a couple weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on a fourplex and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work. Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop just like Carolina did. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm trying to explain the difference between type A people and what motivates them and type B people and what motivates them and how success comes somewhere in between. Now, what I'm telling you is, is that all this self-help garbage out there about failure way to success is just ridiculous. It's just a dumb concept. So I've got to tell you a story. I guess I just got to tell it to you. There's no other way to get around it because it needs to be told for your education, for your benefit. Late Dyke has a internet radio show. And he had a guy on there yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I don't know. I watched it yesterday. Um that said he was a builder, a wholesaler, a flipper. In fact, he had like a, a, a lender, a rehabber, 
builder. He said he had eight companies, eight different streams of income in his company. And he said within a couple months, he'll have 12. So let's start out by type A personalities. Now he says, I'm so busy with these eight businesses, there's no time to even get the work done. He said, I'm sitting here working a whole day and getting nothing accomplished. I realized I need somebody else to come in and manage the process. So at least the guy is smart enough to figure out he needs somebody else to run his company because he can't run it. Now, he called himself a big picture person. Okay, I appreciate that. And I know the guy personally. So all those things, the three things that said you should be able to do, which is fail fast, fail hard, and fail often, this guy is done. I know the guy. The reason I know him is because he built the house I'm living in. So this guy admitted that he lost money in the first two houses he built as a builder. Well, one of them was the home he lived in. It was a 16,000-square-foot home. As a 35-year-old kid, tattooed from his neck down. This is not a kid that wants a 16,000-square-foot home. But not only that, he told me he sat up at nights looking on the Internet to buy the most expensive stuff he could find to put in the house. Now, he didn't finish it. I had to finish the house. Because, like every type A, something goes wrong before they get to the end of the process. Here's the other thing. Type A's get bored with whatever it is they do. When they do it, they hit it with gusto, then they get bored of it. So what did he start doing? He got bored of his wife. Started having parties in this gigantic swimming pool. I mean, this is the nicest swimming pool in Houston, Texas, I guarantee you. Even nicer than the hotel pools. He was partying. His brain's out. And so his wife divorced him. Now the wife gets half everything. So the way he explained it on the show was, well, then I decided to sell my company that I've been working in my family's company to my brother and retire. The girl sued him. He had to sell to get the money to get half because all of his net worth was in the company. Now, that's the story I was told. If he's got a better story, let him tell you. But he admitted it to me. I bought his home for 50 cents on the dollar from him. Today, the home's worth about $5 million bucks. I paid 2.4 for it. I think he built it for 3.5 or 3.6 by the time he was done with it. I don't begrudge him. I like the guy. He's like one of the most personal guys I've ever seen. And creative. I could not have done this house. But he believes in failing his way to success. He can't keep his eye on the ball. He has eight companies, and he can't get anything done because he's so busy with eight. But by six months more, he'll have 12 more companies guy's the greatest guy in the world but he's a perfect example if you open the book type a personality boom there he is that's exactly the situation so what i'm saying to you guys there's a real life story of a guy that was rich at early age in life i mean very early age in life he's living in a 16,000 square foot home by the way he collected cars so he has a 20 car garage he has a motorhome garage this is the most incredible mansion you'll ever see in Houston, Texas. Better than any house in Houston, Texas. But he lost it. He lost his business that his family had had for 25, 30, 50 years. Who knows? It's his father's business. He sold out his share to his brother to get enough money to be able to pay off the divorce and get free. He then bought himself a motorhome and took to the world to free himself up and find himself. Then he came back and decided he was going to be a real estate investor. 
and now he's a real estate investor. But what does he do? Does he have millions and millions and trillions of dollars of real estate like our members do? Does he live a life of no work, making passive income constantly? No. He buys, builds, flips, wholesales, works. He admitted himself on this interview that he was working his butt off. And he's so busy, he can't even get the stuff done he needs to get done. What is the end to that game, folks? What does a type A believe is the end to that game? And the answer is they don't not looking for an end. They're looking for something else to do. A new project. Right? That's all they're looking for. Something new and exciting. The excitement, the adrenaline junkie is what a type A personality is. They've got to have something to do. Now, let's get back to the show. So the show is, this is a perfect example. When I saw that the other night, I go, man, this is exactly what I'm talking about when I was coming up with this concept. Then I, it just so happened, I saw it right after I had thought about doing this deal about, you know, failure way to success. Here's a guy that's saying he failed his way to success. He failed in the first two deals he did, and he failed big on this house. And I'm talking about not on, the house is incredible. He failed financially. He lost a lot of money on this deal. Um, these people that are type A's, they believe this nonsense of fail fast, fail big, fail often. And their argument is, is type B's just don't get anything done. But here's the problem, guys. How many times are you going to fail before your spouse thinks you're an idiot? How many cockamamie ideas are you going to come back to your spouse with? And say, I've, now I've figured it out. This time, I'm going to make it happen. These are personality traits, people, where people break down and they fall apart. And you can look into these people. You look into their, their success and failure and pull out. This guy failed because he's a type B. He wouldn't do anything. We have those people. Sometimes we just have to take a cattle prod and shove it into a person to get them to do something. You know, sometimes my wife has to beat me up every day when this, 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 until I just break and do something, you know? Melissa, she just leans on me sometimes. But that's what she has to do to get me to take action sometimes. So it, it's just, we all have our, our, our weaknesses. But what I started out talking about today is this weird theory that you fail your way to success. No, you don't. You may overcome failure with success, but you don't fail your way to success. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. So here's an email guy sent me. Works along the same lines. It says, oh, Adele, I had an opportunity to listen to some of your podcasts this week for the first time in their phenomena. Their phenomena. Thank you for sharing. I could unfortunately relate to many of the stories of the past. Losing everything in options. There he goes. He admits he lost everything in options. Wife having trust issues, not worried I will get, um, wife having trust issues, now worried I will get sucked into another scam. There it is. It's already happened. His relationship is being destroyed by his wife not trusting him. I had the conversation last night and stood my ground, letting her know this is my path. I was a real estate appraiser for seven years in Arizona, and my strengths are analysis. I'm a numbers guy and love the hunt for the deal. 
goes on and says, sorry, I got sidetracked. Sign up for an email service with Wealth Factor. Some dude is the founder who wrote this book, Killing Sacred Cows, which I read. Essentially, the big component of being an entrepreneur, as I am. Seems you are also in this camp. Uh, this vehicle of choice, though, as a core is overfunded wholesale life insurance policies. Do you believe that? This guy's going to get rich with overfunded wholesale. He calls it the Rockefeller method from which can take loans out and use it to do whatever terms investment you want. I spoke to one of their consultants last night. And while while also this week I began research on lifestyle selling, there's a type A. He's not just researching. He's researching that. He's researching this. He thinks he wants to be a real estate investor, but he's talking about a whole life insurance policies. My God. Spoke to one of their consultants last night and this week. I really would like to know your opinion. Here's my opinion. I told him, don't do it. Stop the insanity. Don't do it. Come to our seminar. You need help, man. You need somebody to get you on the right path. I care about people. I care about this poor guy. He's going to destroy his marriage. If he goes and does that stuff with this guy, that lunatic, whatever it is he's telling him to do, he's going to lose his fire truck marriage. I could save more if I just put cash aside until I am able to complete my training and educate on how to purchase correctly. I know my wife is already rolling her eyes and really do not want to screw up again. Wow. So I asked him how much money he had and where it was at. Because he's asked me, you know, where, how much money he needs to start. I said, well, what he got? And um, interestingly enough, he says, I have uh, 6000 in savings, seven five hundred in Roth IRA, 28000 in my 401k, and 10000 in my checking account. But I had just taken out a HELOC loan on my home for $34,000. So... Basically, he's broke, if you think about it. He owes $34,000 a HELOC loan, and he doesn't have $34,000 worth of cash. He's broke. Now, think about that. That's a pretty scary situation, isn't it? Pretty scary situation. And so, the next thing I looked at, I said, well, how much is your house really worth? And he said, oh, well, I have a first on of 206000 and now I put a $33,000 second on it. So he owes like $236,000, $240,000 on his house. How can you be in a situation where you have a net worth of zero cash net worth and have a $300,000 house? You see what I mean, folks? It's all about decisions, good ones or bad ones. But it's not about failure. Success has nothing to do with failure. Failure is its own component. Dealt up by doing the wrong thing. Never to be fixed by another failure. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.
information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.